Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Part of the Collector. What's up, everybody? And the first time War with Cinema history, we are re-recording an episode because of the mishap of the computer last time. So, we did two for the money. The whole county lost power at the same time. How crazy was that? Is that what happened? That's that's what I'm telling people. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was definitely just... A mishap, just a technical error. Fucking computer crashed. It happens. You know, I had to like do more to my computer because it was still having issues. Really? Yeah, I had to buy a new power supply. I know that means nothing to you, but yeah, yeah. You're like speaking Chinese to me right now. All right, you don't know. You don't deal with the whole computer thing, but I had to get a new power supply. But she's good. She's trucking along. But I do hate that you had to do all that. Uh, I feel bad for that. Yeah, it's okay. Let's start a Patreon, and everyone can pay us back and start paying our monthly. God, that'd be cool as shit, man. Uh, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. But we are doing two for the money. We reviewed it. We did a whole episode. So we're going to re-review the movie. So we're going to try to get the same beats. How much do you think the licensing for that song to use it in the video? Because like, I feel like it goes with the movie. Mm. (laughs) Even though it has nothing to do with You know, I'm not even sure how that like works. Like how much certain songs are because i know some are just astronomical they ask like way too much we're getting a random song from the 80s probably gonna pay like you know 50 60 grand Mm -hmm. getting a beatles song probably a couple mil yeah exactly like just depends on who you want and how bad you want them (laughs) right some some songs really work with movies oh speaking of suicide squad oh my god put a pin in that because i want to talk about that after we talk about two for the money oh yeah for sure i just it just all the music from the first suicide squad made me think of that like they half their budget was probably music from the first one they paid a music video company to edit that movie Mm -hmm. that's why it's all fucked up right um but two for the money two for the money so this is starring pacino Mm -hmm. matthew mcconaughey oh ha Came out in 2005 when you were still working on Muggs and Movies. Yeah, and Mr. All Right, All Right, All Right. Mm -hmm. I know that driving a Lincoln. (laughs) Jim Carrey does a great Matthew McConaughey impression. Does he really? He did it on the SNL 40th year reunion. Oh, really? And they were doing the, you know, Celebrity Jeopardy with Mm -hmm. Will Ferrell, and uh, he was playing Matthew McConaughey. And it was at that moment that I realized, did I turn off my Lincoln? <laughs> so uh budget 35 mil really yeah 32 of it was uh al pacino's salary that's a that's a fun fact fun quick fun fact already is that true or are you just making shit up i mean who knows bro we never got into the uh the next fun facts like the- it's not real facts it's just shit that you think <laughs> <laughs> some of them are real some of them are but some, some of them are, are bullshit but that's what keeps the people going you know that's what gets the people going they do bro. the research they look it up like yeah. oh, par's a fucking idiot i'm gonna call him out on it <laughs> yeah that's great like that's interaction man because that's what uh that's what the wife did with the uh the the vacation review <laughs> Like that's the wife's, that's the lady's daughter that's in that car. Kendra looked up like he's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss par fun facts. Um, accumulated worldwide thirty thousand, so it did not make its money back. Fuck it, really thirty thousand? Yeah. Thirty mil? I mean, I'm oh, sorry, I was thirty to mil. Say, damn, bro, I paid to see that. I was part of that thirty grand. So Actually, I, I didn't pay. I was working there. <laughs> they paid I, me to watch it. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> 
Because everybody doesn't know, I'm a quick story, folks. I was actually born in a movie theater. Born in mugs and movies. And was, uh, you know, kept in like a closet for the first like 20 years of my life. It, yeah. it's, it's, it's a weird thing. I don't like to talk about it a lot. But uh, right. But that's why you're so into movies. It's just a part of it I now. Just, yeah, man. That was my life. <laughs> you know, I survived on fucking candy and, uh, you know, stale popcorn and shit. Right. For, you know, for years. That's why I'm so fat. What's my excuse? And they like, you know, they let me work there for a while, you know. They trained me. Right. Showed me basic skills. Right. That's how you've seen all these movies. You just work there for like most of your life. Yeah, man. Best time ever. <laughs> right. So, um, this movie, it is, I got a better grasp of it this time around. I like it a little bit more and I dislike it a little bit more. It's weird. It's a weird combination because I watched it the first time for the first podcast. But then I rewatched it just to give myself a refresher. And I just picked up on things. Like, this movie is not a rewatchable movie for me. Yeah. Because it has, like, kind of like a twist ending. Mm. And the twist doesn't really work second time around. How about you? Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously you're not surprised or nothing. But, like, I don't know. I still like it because it's like, you know, he gets out. that's true well sets all the shit straight and he doesn't know the guy anything he's not any better off he's not any worse you know what i mean yeah i guess you're right we'll go this through the synopsis again so matthew mcconaughey played uh yeah he was a pretty good college quarterback mm -hmm. and uh was playing arena football or you know semi-pro football right takes a takes a dive for the end zone gets his leg snapped in half like a pretzel Mm -hmm. pretty good scene um Starts working for like a call center. Yeah, he does like a one eight hundred like call. I don't know what it is because he was talking about Jessica Simpson. Like, I thought it was the same thing. Like, I thought it was he was still giving out tips. No, like it was a smaller scale. No, what happened was is he works for this like recording agency. Like, keep up with Jessica Simpson. Find out like what she thinks about panty lines. It was really weird. Like, I picked up on that the second time because I was thinking the same thing when I watched it the first time. But what happens is there was a guy that did picks and he got sick or something and couldn't do his picks. So Matthew oh, McConaughey right. filled in to do the picks, but he found out he's actually really good at it. Yeah. So he went, um, what, 11 for 12? Yeah. And that's what caught, uh, caught Al Pacino's character's attention. That's like right. this dude actually is really good at picking. So he wants to fly him out and see what he's all about. And Pacino, you don't know it right off the rip, but he was like a degenerate gambler mm-hmm. and like got sober, you know, and went to Gambling Anonymous and which I did not know existed until I saw this movie, you know, and, you know, it's probably because I was younger, but I did not really put two and two together that you could really just throw your life away betting on sports. Like, yeah, it's some people have like healthy addictions. Um, I've seen like, like I've heard, like I looked into it, you know, because uh, what made me was when I watched that movie, The Gambler. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg, have you seen that? Uh, No, I didn't know if it was any good, so I just didn't That's bother. going on your fucking list. Was it good? I loved it. It was sitting at the um, like Walmart and Target for like the longest time, and it just looks like that straight-to-video No, it, it's really good. John Is Goodman's it? in it for like 10 minutes, and he's fucking gold in those 10 minutes. And I'll take your word for it, because you made me watch Rounders, and I loved that movie. It's kind of got that same feel to it. Okay. Cool. But, you know, it's just Edward Norton's character. There's no, like, guy that you want, like, to see redemption. I see. It's it's really great. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely want to check it out. I think I own it. So you sure, I'm sure you do. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, anyway, so Al Pacino, he runs a uh, sports betting, not a sports betting, but like a hotline that you call and, you know, they give you tips for, you know, tell you who to bet on and shit. You know, they got it everywhere. Yeah, we talked about this on the first episode. Like, I didn't realize this was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I realize it. Same thing with stocks. Like, I dated a girl. Her dad, this is what he did for stocks. He he did a voicemail Mm. every day, like each morning. Like, so-and-so is on the rise, pick this, you know, this is on the downfall, sell this kind of thing. And he, you paid him to call his phone line to get these, like, tips or whatever. Right. And it just makes so much sense. Like, I'm sure they have it for fucking everything. Yeah. So. Sure. But, uh, you know, and this is also before, in case anybody's like, what, what the fuck, you got DraftKings and all that shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is obviously before that. Yeah. I think there was still online betting, but it couldn't have been at the magnitude it is now. Right. I think now anybody with a fucking smartphone can gamble. Yeah, I was telling you how I worked with a guy that, like, he was obsessed with DraftKings. Like, that's all he talked about was fucking DraftKings. Yeah, I know people that they spend, like, fucking hundreds of dollars a week mm-hmm. on that shit. Um, I don't do it personally, for one, because I have the worst luck in the fucking world when it comes to that shit. Right. Um, not to say I have a bad life or anything like that. Like, I think I'm very blessed and fortunate for the most part. But when it comes to ch- luck and chance, yeah, I don't fare well. Oh, same. Like, same. I'm the type of person to buy a $2 scratcher and lose $3. Like, I don't know how that happens, right? Right. Like, like it's negative one and you right. got to give them a dollar. And everybody's like, you know, that'd be so great to hit that Powerball, you know? And I'm like, yeah, you got to be in it to win it, you know? And I just look at it like setting $2 on fire because I know that I'll never get that shit. Right. right. But you don't know unless you play. Exactly. You know, um, you know what pisses me off about that, though, when people talk about it? They're like, did you see how high the Powerball is? I'm definitely going to pay. Even at its <laughs> lowest, it's a shit ton of money to you. Oh, for sure. That's what blows my mind. It's like, it's so high. Like, you don't even know what to do with $500 million. I'd fucking figure it out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not you but you know those people that are like it's so high i'm gonna start betting on it you, know, like, you, you know should what, probably bet it on it on a million no you know what fucking pisses me off What's is that? when 85 year old fucking grandmas win that shit right like, they're not gonna spend any of that fucking money yeah. before they die <laughs> and guess what bro when they die you can't leave it to anybody it goes to the fucking state yeah does it really i didn't know that yeah dude you don't get any of that shit like your kids get nothing is that a par fact? Because I feel like I'm, I'm, it would get past I'm, that. I, I, I would almost, I would almost bet on that one. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. Hmm. I'm super interested. You can in do that. the, and that's another thing. If you want the full amount, you got to take a 20 year fucking payout. Mm-hmm. Or you get like two million a year or whatever it is until they pay it off, or you take the lump sum, yeah. which is still a fuck ton of money. And that's what I would do. Yeah, but it, they tax you like a fucking. Yeah, shit but then ton. after they take that taxes, bro, the rest of it's yours. You don't have to fuck yeah, with it. They can't fuck right. with you no more. So I would take my, like, you know. You would do lump sum? Fuck yeah. I don't know. I think I would do the payout, like, every few, because even. Like I said, bro, if you fucking get that blessing, bro, Mm -hmm. that you never have to worry about money for the rest of your life, and you're going to spit in that face of that that blessing and chance it by 20 years? But that's the thing. That's 20 years of guaranteed money instead of, like, the payout blowing your load and then just being broke again. Yeah, and then you take care of your friends and family, and then the people that thought they were your friends and family— fucking kill you because you didn't save any money with their ass that's true i watched those um the lottery ruined my fucking life yeah, yeah. that's a real well, thing not only that but just the people that have killed people over lottery tickets are, yeah the uh, one guy that won in lakeland he got fucking buried under his out in his driveway did he really yeah his girlfriend killed him oh, i didn't hear about that there was uh there was this one lady she won the lottery and her ex-boyfriend tried to get back with her and she wouldn't like take him back so he fucking killed her it's like crazy because yeah, he wouldn't get no money so yeah. neither would she <laughs> it's a curse it's fucking weird yeah 
anyway, um, so real quick, because I'm ignorant when it comes to sports. Like I watch football right. when it comes on if my team's playing, but I'm not a hardcore sports fan. I'm just not that. I'm not that kind of breed of person. I've hung out with you. <laughs> yeah, right. I just need to let people know <laughs> oh, that are yeah, listening. Yeah. Like this guy is a very small, casual, small to casual sports fan. If right. You want to call him that. So when it comes to like, um. Uh, what is it called? Fantasy football. How does that like work? Fantasy football is completely different. Is than, it really? Yeah, okay. I wasn't sure. It's completely different than gambling because fantasy football, you draft a team mm-hmm. and uh, you, depending on how many people are in the league, you know, what you pick in, you know, you always want to try to, the first thing you got to get is a quarterback, you know, cause whatever it, and it's kind of works like Madden, but not Madden. Mm-hmm. Whatever your quarterback throws for and how many touchdowns and interceptions, whatever, that's how many points that quarterback gets. Yeah. Same thing with the running back, wide receivers. You get two wide receivers, a tight end, a running back, and then you get a flex player. That's either you can use another receiver, a tight end, or a running back. You pick a defense, you pick the whole defense, not a yeah. single player. So you're just defense. picking players from like any team. You're just picking like. Well, whoever person. you can, you want to try to get who you think. And here's the thing about it. You would just say, well, you're going to go for the best players every time, right? Not necessarily. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like if you pick somebody that's on a really good team, they're not going to get the ball as much because yeah. they have to share it. Right. If they're on a good team and they're winning at the end of the year when the fantasy football, because it ends at the end of the regular season. Fantasy football is only for the first 16 weeks, 17 weeks. Oh, okay. So your Super Bowl is the garbage, what we call garbage time weeks. Like if your team's already locked up a seed, these games don't matter. They'll put fucking backups in. Well, you need those starting players to get you your numbers. And if you don't have the backups on your fucking team, guess who ain't getting no points? Mm -hmm. So you can't win. Right. The reason why I don't fuck with fantasy football is because if you are a real fucking football fan and you have a team, like, to me, I don't think that you can give your team all that, you know, all your support because I played fantasy football one year when my starting quarterback and, like, half the team got fucking hurt, and I knew we were garbage. Yeah. So I knew we weren't going to be in the playoffs, so I played fantasy football. And I was good at it because I've watched football my whole life, and I know what players will fucking go off. Right. Got all the way to the Super Bowl. Damn. But because I picked players that were on good fucking teams, they weren't playing, so my team got fucking their heads beating mm-hmm. because the other guy he had been doing that shit for years and he he already knew <laughs> he picked all the ball these fucking dudes that i barely even knew their names and they fucking killed me oh know? shit but um but it sucked because like even though my team was down that year i always give my full full support like right if we go zero and 16 fuck it we went zero and 16 together mm-hmm. you know what i mean fuck it we'll do better next year yeah that's a real but, fan uh, um but when you play fantasy football, you're not rooting for a team anymore. You're rooting for players. Yeah. Individual ones. And that nothing pisses me off more than when I'm at like a sports bar or something watching a game. And somebody will be like, oh, that guy's on my fantasy team. I love him. Bro, you have a fucking jersey on from the team that hates that team. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't know. I just didn't understand the whole aspect of it. But so it is different than I mean, yeah, yeah. Know, betting on teams. And when, stuff you, like when, that. You're, when you're betting on sports, you're betting uh, the over under the... Uh, that was another thing is uh, that they do in this movie is he's like, let's say it's going to be 42 points over or under by two points. So what does that mean? I mean, I kind of get the idea. Like, it's obviously two points under 42 points. Right. Is it just raising the stakes? They're saying the the 
If they say if say they say the over under is forty two, that's saying that both teams together will score forty two points. Will they score more than forty two mm-hmm. or less than forty two? Yeah. And then he was like by two, so it's like they yeah. have to hit like what forty points, which is two points under forty two or forty four. Right. Uh. Or you don't cut. Co- it's called covering the spread. Yeah. If the spread's forty two, you're they're betting that you're betting that they're gonna both score forty two points. Right. And that may it may be the two highest powered offenses in the league, and they fucking put up forty on everybody. But for some reason that night, the quarterback fucking stayed out too late, and he can't hit the broadside of a fucking barn. Mm-hmm. And they scored three points, and the other team puts up a normal twenty five or twenty eight, thirty five, something like that. You didn't cover the spread, so if you bet on them to cover the spread, you fucking lost. Oh damn. And even with gambling, you're not really rooting for a team. You're rooting for numbers. Right. You want both teams to fucking score on each other. You want it to either be a barn burner or whatever. Right. It's really hard to handicap it. It really is rigged to help only the bookies and the casinos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll get back to the movie because so um, Al Pacino picks up Matthew McConaughey, takes him under his wing and wants to see what he can do. Matthew McConaughey, he's just like knocking it out of the park. He's doing like. 10 out of 12 like picks yeah like he 11 for 11 like he's fucking hitting these things but there's well because he did play semi-professional football he's able well, he to, also uh, like studies right he knows the players and stuff like well, that. well he knows personal he trainers he knows friends uh secretaries and mm-hmm. shit like that and he uses all that to gather like if the guy's playing or he's not or whatever exactly he and, can read and he works out while he does it yeah like there was a really good montage of him like doing. Can I just say burpees. like no 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 he was just doing curls and if you're into fitness you're not just doing curls like it was the one part of oh, the movie. I'm sorry, do you look like Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> this is very true, but he didn't do just curls. Whatever to he's get that doing, body. I'm gonna do what he said. Like what he's doing, I'll fucking do it. Like, you're just in your fucking house with the barbell doing curls. Like I'm gonna get there one day. Have my wife hold a book in front of my face, turn the page, curling. Yeah, that would be but that's what I liked about um, I think it was Batman v Superman when you seen like Superman or you know Bruce Bruce Wayne working out CrossFit Batman. It's basically yeah CrossFit Batman, but that's kind of the stuff he would be doing to stay in shape because it's like conditioning but strength, not just fucking curls in his fucking office. I just thought that was weird, bro. He's picking sports like, and then uh, Pacino's like sees all this and Mm -hmm. he flies him out and he he's like. I see something in you. I see myself in you. I think you get a you got a good you know future in this business, right? And uh, I want to give you an opportunity to come work for me. And he puts him up in a nice apartment and gets him a fucking Mercedes. And his wife is played by Renee Russo, and I think she's a pretty good looking woman. No, yeah. and uh, it's weird because like just kind of that vibe. Like is he is the wife into him? You know. Because so, wouldn't fuck Matthew McConaughey. I, I I picked up on a lot more the second time around. Like whenever Al Pacino like does his like interview, I guess he's like, "Go get your you know manicure. Talk to this lady. She's a really nice lady, very pretty." So he's talking to her, and she seems like interested in him because she's asking a lot of questions, and that's like a flag for guys. Like, oh, she's into me. So let me see how far I can take this. So Matthew McConaughey's like, "What if? How, how would you like it if I took you out to dinner?" She's like, "Oh, I'm married to Al Pacino." You know, whatever. Yeah, that, I thought that was really cool. Like, he sent her as, like, the, the last judge. Mm. You know? But that's what she said is, like, 
he's like, how many of his associates come see you? She's like, all of them. So it kind of, it's setting something up that you don't realize on the first watch around because you don't pick this stuff up. But on the second round, you pick the, these little things up. Right. So, uh, so yeah, she's, uh, she's like, Hey, I'm married to him. So whatever. So obviously off limits. Right. And that's when he starts. Another weird thing to me is he wants him to be a personality. Yeah. He wants him to take on this persona of this like Mark, rich, well, Anthony, I think is his name. No, John Anthony. John Anthony. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that was really strange because he's wanting him to do something that, you know, he's not comfortable with doing. I don't know. I just didn't get that. Like, what was the well, point? It's like of that? he had the look, but like at the time he was trying to sell that show and he's trying to sell him as this guy that like is a guaranteed pick. He's like Robert De Niro casino. Mm-hmm. If you bet with this fucking guy, you're going to win. You're going to get a Ferrari. You're going to get that, that lady that wouldn't bang you. But it's like Matthew McConaughey said, like, let me pick and then get a show or what. I forgot what he said, but you know, a person that, you know, because I think at the beginning, Pacino really did want him to succeed. Is that what it was? Cause either that, or he didn't think that he would be able to get the most money out of him unless they liked him. Yeah, because I think that he he's like not only is he the talent, but I can look at you. I can also put you out front. Right. Yeah. He because he is a good looking man, but he also has to like play the part. He has to be right. an actor. And, and Pacino. Uh, uh, yeah, and Pacino. You find out later on in the movie, he's just been breaking in this fucking money the entire time. You know. <laughs> okay. Spoilers. Let me just lay it out so we can kind of like stop. So I can stop dancing around this. There's two plot points that are going on, and I think they're fighting for dominance, and that's the part that I don't like about this movie. So on the one hand, there is Matthew McConaughey that's being taken in by Al Pacino to do these picks and to, you know, be a good be picker. The boy. Right, exactly. And further Al Pacino's business or whatever. But there's also an underlying story that you find out at the end that Al Pacino hired um Matthew McConaughey to kind of like make his wife or to see if his wife cheats on him with him. Right. And those two storylines are kind of fighting for each other because it the reason i have a problem with it is because whenever he's doing the uh the picking and stuff i'm not sure if al pacino is actually invested in him or he's just kind of playing along just to for his own little game about his whole wife oh no he was because he was sinking thousands of dollars into what this guy was picking every Mm -hmm. week Right, so there was a point where he was, like, really invested in him as a picker. And then, like, I think he was so wrapped up in his gambling addiction that, like, he started making shit up in his head almost. Like, you know, like, oh, not only are you losing me fucking money, but you want to fuck my wife, too, on top of it, huh? (laughs) You think so? Because, like, there is that part in the movie where it makes it seem like he's just passing the reins to him. Mm. Like, I'm here to show you this game. And then I'm going to let you be successful. Like, this is going to be yours. Like, right. And this is the part of the movie that I really, really enjoyed where Matthew McConaughey is he like goes this 11 for 12 or whatever it is. Right. An and insane amount wins all these people, all this fucking money. Mm-hmm. And Pacino's throwing fucking money in the office and all this shit. And uh, McConaughey walks up. He's like, do we have a good week, boss? And he's like, you bet we did, kiddo and shit. And they're like hugging and right. gives him fucking champagne. And he's like, here, I want you to have this. This is your... Uh, this is your bonus. This or, is your cut, and it's $100,000, but he just won a million, so it's kind of like, you know, oh, chunk change. Right. Not chunk change, but it's not like, comparatively to a million dollars, he doesn't feel like he's being paid his worth. And he's like, come on, boss, this is this is the, he's like, yeah, but you know, it makes it seem like he's just gonna 
you know, give him the hug, like, you know, kid, it'll get bigger from here. But he grabs him, like, he grabs him, like, with this fucking look. And he mm-hmm. he says it into his ear, like, it's a whisper, but it's such a threat at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will just give something to you. You've got to rip it out of my cold, dead hands. Yeah. And it's like, it just lets you know that, like, you know, Pacino's character, he, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's with the shits, too. Right. You don't stay big in this business by not being a wolf you know? right exactly and that's the part of this movie that i really enjoyed is matthew mcconaughey is a very like he has morals like at the beginning of the movie he even said he's like a religious man mm-hmm. so he cares about people but he's in a game where like you can't well have he's, feelings. he's not from a big place either right and he's in new york city in this you know and it's kind of like babe in the woods mm-hmm. or, or did i say that right <laughs> babe in new york or babe, babe in, in the town big city or babe in the big city. yeah i know what you're saying though but yeah you're just out of it's a guy that's out of his element right and you know he's getting all this great things thrown at him you know mm-hmm. so fast you don't have time to think but it's a good thing that you or it's a good point that you brought up that scene because matthew mcconaughey does take on that persona after that like mm-hmm. oh if i want to play this game i have to act like this yeah right and he like um he the comes next into the week op- he goes he He's all cocky and shit, and he starts changing. Yeah, 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 exactly. So he has this, like, 180. Like He goes into the office, and Al Pacino's like, "Uh, where are you going? We got this thing to do. He's like, I'm going to go play golf with this client. He's like, you can't. He's like, I'm going to do it, boss. Like, you're not going to stop me. He's like, I'm 11 for 12, man. I do what I want. Yeah, exactly. He's like, we'll talk about it tomorrow. He's like, not coming in tomorrow. Like, he's like... you know, this is how you want me to be. This is how I'll be. So that was, it was a good turning point. That's the, that's he's what like, I'm saying is like, I love that aspect of the movie. He's like, don't you want to go over your picks? He's like, do them right now. Yeah. This, this, and he's just fucking running through them real quick. So, um, I had a question about that. What do you think happens with the whole pick thing? Because obviously he's riding high, but there does come a turning point where Matthew McConaughey does start losing. He goes like two for eight. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he starts losing his picks. But the one turning point is uh, one of the underlings comes in and Matthew McConaughey asks, like, what team do you like? And he's like, I don't know. That's your job. He's like, you do my job. I'll do your job tomorrow. You do mine today. So he picks like what Seattle or whatever. He's like, all right. And what do you think? 42 over under? He's like, no, I don't feel comfortable with that. And then he's writing down what this kid is saying. It's the week he goes 11 for 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He so, goes, sir, there's like a million dollars on this game. He's like, oh, there's a lot more than that. <laughs> right. So, but my question is, is this him not caring or him just being that cocky? I think because it was before he went the 11 for 12 and it was before. It was, yeah. It was before Pacino showed him his true colors. Mm-hmm. I think he thought that that was, that it wasn't all about what you know, because he was a football player. And that I was just about to say, at the end of the day, that's why it's hard to handicap sports. Yeah. Cause any given Sunday, the worst team you got to forget. Remember, man, everybody gets paid to play that game. Right. Any, the worst player in the NFL is still fucking take your ass to school. Well, that's why I was so surprised on the last season is like Browns is like jokingly the worst team in the NFL, arguably, but they made it to the playoffs last season. And it's like, wow, how the fuck did they do that? 20 fucking years. Exactly. So like you said, any given Sunday, any team has a chance. And that's right, dude. There was a guy that put all that fucking money on the bucks because Mm -hmm. that's really the only way you can make money is if you bet on the underdog, you have to bet on the underdog Mm -hmm. and you have to hope that they put up X amount of points or whatever. Most bets, there's like three. You know, you have to get the over-under. You have to pick the winning team. And you have to pick like the final score or whatever. Right. I'm not like 100% into it because I've never done this shit. But yeah. I've p- 
picked it up over the years. Yeah, I'm sure you have a lot more exposure than I do. But um, the guy put down, I forgot how much money it was, but he ended up winning like fucking $10 million, $6 million uh, because he he picked everything right. He fucking hit every one of them. Yeah, but that's like winning the lottery, just picking all the right numbers. Because it is all about the, the, the odds are a little bit better than that just because of the fact that, well, it's kind of fucked either way because like you're spending a lot more of your own money. Mm-hmm. You know, if you buy a lottery ticket, you're only losing what you're spending on tickets. Right. $2 a pop, you buy one ticket, that's not going to hurt anything. Right. You waste $2 on shit every day. Right. Um, if you spend $100 on, on tickets every week, then you're, you know, you're losing a little bit more than that. Yeah. That's just, that's, you know, getting but it angry. makes your chances higher. Right. Right. But with gambling, it's only you win or you lose. There's no fucking, <laughs> you know, I've seen people that you play the lottery, you hit two out of six numbers. You get like a couple hundred bucks or a hundred dollars or some shit like that. Yeah. You know, with gambling, bitch, you either hit or you didn't. <laughs> and right. Uh, it can go. But yeah, dude. So do you think it was him just like knowing that, that like his knowledge doesn't matter anymore? He can just pick whatever and win. I think with that. Or not win, but have a better. I think with that one, he had tossed with it for so long that he just drove himself crazy with it. And he was just like, fuck it. The next person I ask, whatever they say. And that's what I feel like. I'm going to go with it. Right. And he asked that fucking kid because, like, that's the kind of thing. Like, that was the kind of guy he was. He believed in fate. Like, I'm either going to get this shit right or I'm not. Yeah. But the thing I don't think he realizes is he brought a lot more to the table. Like, um, I brought up Moneyball the first time we did this because it reminded me a lot of it. Right. Is because they do the same kind of thing. They're looking at numbers and comparing numbers to build a team. He's doing that whenever he picks teams. Is he's looking at numbers, looking at players, like... Um, so I don't think he realizes what he brought to the table and I think he just lost that. And I think that he thought, it. I don't think because he was in the small, small leagues, you know? Yeah. And then when you're doing something like that, and like I said, that was what Pacino think he, he was looking for that. He was looking for that guy. But the guy, the underling that gave him the picks, they actually won on those picks. Yeah. So I think it was a switch in his brain. Like, Oh, it doesn't fucking matter. And that's when he starts like free picking. Maybe. Like you said, whenever he goes out to golf, he just kind of like circles a bunch. He's like, you're making Sunday's picks on it. Or you're making, yeah, you're making Sunday's picks on a Tuesday. Right. So it doesn't make any sense. I think that was more of like a fuck you to Pacino. Oh, like, you think it was? Yeah, because it was like the day or it was two days was, after yeah. he had gave him the fucking, you got to rip the money out of my cold dead hand shit. Right. And uh, that's what I wasn't sure of. Like, was I it think him? It was half of him playing into like, you want me to be this fucking guy? Let me show you how this fucking guy acts. And then at the same time, I was like, you think you're going to just fucking treat me like shit? All right. He was kind of like pouting at him because mm-hmm. like Pacino did a really good job of bringing him in. Like, you're like my fucking son now. Oh, yeah. I was going to bring that up is so Matthew McConaughey, um, the beginning of the movie it talks about he's like the only thing my dad cared about was sports so i figured if i put enough trophies on the shelf he would stay but that wasn't the case my dad ended up leaving when i was nine but he still like was invested in sports but he has this broken relationship with his father and al pacino knows that and he kind of plays on that throughout the movie because he says times he's like i'm like your father you know and there's a a part that in the this is like in the first 20 minutes or 30 Mm -hmm. minutes i would imagine where they're walking through the airport and Pacino fakes a fucking heart attack. This is like halfway through the movie. Yeah. Was it halfway? Yeah. I didn't think it was that. Uh, yeah. Maybe. But anyways, this is a great scene because it kind of lets you know like what kind of dude Pacino is. Like, you know, he acted it so well. Like, oh, I'm fucking dying. I need the pills. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
He does it the same way, but it's the friendlier version. He's just like, I'm just fucking with you. Mm-hmm. I had to know I could trust you or some shit like that. Uh, right. Cause what they're doing is they're going on like the biggest, that he's the, the guy they're going to see is the biggest sports better in the world. Right. So he wants to know his commitment to Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. But I have to say like Matthew McConaughey is such a good actor. Like that part particularly, like it looks like he's really crying. That's why I like this movie probably the most is, or what I like the most about this movie is I think it's a hidden McConaughey gym. Right. It this was the movie act, that I was like, oh, okay, this guy's not just abs and a pretty face. Like, this guy could actually fucking act too, you know? Yeah, I agree with you on that. Like the acting is superb. Like Al Pacino and Matthew McConaughey bring their A game and see they I don't kill feel it. the same way about Pacino in this one. It's not I mean, like he's a, not over the top and uh and if I'm being completely honest, I don't like Al over the top Al Pacino. Unless it's like little spurts. Like in I um, say fucking Michael Corleone, the first two, uh, n- n- he, he does the best going off the fucking handle. Dude. Right. He's so calm, so cold, calculated, and then just fucking like when he rips into fucking uh, Diana Keaton, mm-hmm. you fucking bitch, he fucking throws the chair halfway across right. the room, smacks the fucking shit out of her. <laughs> my favorite Heat, I mean, my favorite Al Pacino is Heat. Oh, when he's like calm, too. collected, but he does have his moments where it's like he like loses yeah. it and. That's my favorite Al Pacino. But I feel like he did a good job at like keeping it calm and collected. Didn't go like over the top. I enjoyed him in this movie. I think he did a good job. Mm. You don't think so? Yeah. But um It's not like it's not like I said he did a bad job. I don't know. Right. It's not the Al Pacino that we're all used to. Yeah. I I enjoyed it a lot. It's just the script of juggling these two kind of plot points that kind of like didn't work for me. Yeah. So let me talk about the uh, the whole wife thing, because that's a big plot point. Like I said, it's like kind of like a twist at the end. So Matthew McConaughey is a good picker and he's good at reading people like how the game is being played. But he also picks that up in his like normal life, too. So he he realizes Al Pacino is like up to something. and He's trying to figure out what it is. And he finally realizes he's use Al Pacino's using him to see if his wife will cheat on him with him. And I don't know how he picks this up, but it's not a clear indication. But there's one time when Matthew McConaughey takes his wife home. He's like, I'm going to kiss you. But then the camera pans and he's whispering something to her that you can't audibly understand for on purpose. And they kiss and then it pans up to Al Pacino standing and watching them. They go inside and then, you know, it's left up to your interpretation what happened after that, obviously. You're supposed to think that they had intimate relations. But at the end of the movie, Al Pacino confronts his wife about the whole thing. She's like, she's like, he was right. He did the best pick of his life or the best pick of his career. He knew that you were trying to pin us against each other. And um, I didn't want to believe it. But he was right. He's like, yeah, but you did it. You fucked him. She's like, no, he kissed me. Told me what she told me you were probably watching and then walked out the back door. So Al Pacino was kind of left with his dick in his hand. Like, well, you know, also, like, I think he needed something to throw at her because he was gambling again. Mm. There's another great scene in the middle of the movie where they go to a gambling anonymous. Oh, yeah. You think, like, you're going to get a good quality, like a redeeming quality out of Pacino's character. Like, he's going to be like, look, guys, I ruined my fucking life with gambling. <laughs> Ooh, ha. And uh, he does it. He's just like, we're picking more winners than 35% of this and that. And he's handing out cards and he's like, 
He's like, you have to leave. This is gambling anonymous. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. That was a really funny part. I love that a lot. That was a good part. Um, but yeah, so and Jeremy Piven, he does a good job in the five minutes he's in it. Right, he does. Oh, I forgot to talk about Jeremy Pivens. Yeah. So Jeremy Pivens is the uh, the old golden child. Right. And Al Pacino's moving on to Matthew McConaughey and kind of putting Jeremy Pivens to the side. That's one thing I will say about Pacino's character. I thought he was very strategic in that. Mm-hmm. Like, he was the old wolf, you know, because he knew that by belittling the fucking old favorite in front of the new favorite is going to make you think, that, like, I believe in you. I right. Don't, I don't believe in this fucking asshole. I believe in you. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he had a bad week when he went 11 for 12. And he's like, you're fucking dog shit. What'd you go four for fucking 12 last week? And he's, yeah. he's like, come on, it's one bad week. He's like, I picked 60 two weeks ago. And he's like, get the fuck out. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my Yeah, because I think, uh, I think Pivens <laughs> is doing, he's doing what they did in Moneyball. He's literally, like, just doing the numbers. He's not even watching the games, I think. Because right. he was talking about programs or whatever. So he's matching numbers together. He's not. He's matching. a stats guy. Right. He's going just purely like, okay, this guy's a fucking machine. There's no way he's going to let you down this right. week. Right. So he, like you said, he's probably picking like 60%, which is better than half. So you're doing okay. Well, he's being safe. Yeah. With his picking. He doesn't take in the, the heart factor. And that's a category that they they can't put a stat on. Right. And that's. Is a, a man's heart, you know? Yeah. And that's what Matthew McConaughey knows. And that's his like talent. And, and that's, that's his like, that's his superpower in this movie. Because mm-hmm. he can feel it because he was a player and. Yeah, this and that. Right. And he has so much love for the sport. Yeah. So the one storyline of Matthew McConaughey being this like no name guy being picked up by this picking agency, doing really well, making a bunch of money, letting it get to his head, having his downfall, and then just going back to his old life, realizing that's not love the life for him. So he's going back to what he knows. So barrage. Yeah. All right. That's the storyline I love about this movie. I really like it. The one with Al Pacino hiring him to kind of like play him against his wife to see if she'll cheat. I kind of hated that storyline and I wish it wasn't in this. Now that we're like talking about it and like running through it again and I'm thinking about the movie in my head, like you almost don't need that fucking story. You don't at all. You really don't. Like if anything, I kind of, it does, you're right, it does kind of take away from the movie overall. And that's, and when you, like if you go back and rewatch it recently or lately, you'll pick up on those little things that they have to add into the movie to kind of set up that storyline yeah. it's like you don't really need that like take those out focus on the picking it's a great fucking movie i think it would have been better if like her character would have been like her trying to warn matthew mcconaughey like mm-hmm. you think he's your friend you think he's here to help you that would have been a great line yeah he's a he like he's a wolf in sheep's clothing like, right you he's think he's gonna ruin your fucking life you think he's your father but once you start losing him money he's gonna leave you on the side of the street like jeremy pippins yeah and there's gonna be a new guy stop saying pippins it's Piven. Piven. Oh, we did this last time too. <laughs> it's Pivens. You ever watch the that skit from Key and Peel when they're talking about Liam Neeson? They no. say Liam Neesons. <laughs> Can we talk about the Liam Neesons? Can we talk about the Liam Neesons movie? <laughs> Taken, bro? Taken? I've not seen that one. It's fucking hilarious. Oh my god. Because they're like two concierges at a at a nice fancy hotel and they're both wearing like or they're valets, some shit like yeah, that. Yeah. They're just two guys standing outside of a building bullshitting. Mm-hmm. And they have to like act like they're like all serious and shit when like customers walk by. But then they're like, can we talk about Liam Neeson's? <laughs> so fucking funny. It's all about movies and shit. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But you should look that up. It's fucking hilarious. I should. I started to go back and rewatch their old skits because they have one of my funniest, one of the funniest skits to me in the entire world. Mm. 
I don't know why. I love it when people mess up people's names. And oh, then they yeah, and dude. then they don't correct inner it. Inner city teacher. Inner yeah. city substitute teacher. A.A. <laughs> Ron. A.A. Ron. <laughs> it's Aaron. Don't fuck with me. I know it's A.A. Ron. <laughs> that is the funniest skit to me ever. I die laughing and I've seen it a million times. What was the other one? What was the Balake? <laughs> is there a Balake in here? Um, my Blake. name's Blake. Don't you play with me, boy. You knew I was saying your damn name. <laughs> that shit was too funny. That shit is so funny. Um, so... I don't know. I don't have a whole lot more to say about this one. I actually feel like we talked about it more this time around than we did the first time. Yeah, the other one I remember we went off on a big Robin Williams tangent. Robin Williams and your and fucking then my backstory, my origin story, <laughs> your origin story up. Uh, you know, what, movies. Though, I mean, I know that it didn't have shit to do with the movie, but like it was, it was. I don't know, man. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, because we were talking about the NC seventeen. Oh, Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we had a good little conversation about that too. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like I said, I thought we definitely did a better job of doing it. Maybe you should delete one every other every once in a while, just so yeah, get just, another crack at it. You know, maybe we can go back to old old movies that we did the first time around and rewatch them and see what you think about it now. Like, let's go back certain, to Enemy. Certain ones you don't want to rewatch Enemy. Uh, that maybe. Yeah, I would. I would do. I would watch that one. Again. Which ones would you not want to rewatch? Nothing. I would never watch nothing. I would <laughs> never watch uh, Stalker. Never. Never watch Stalker again. That's fair. Uh, I'd watch Primer again because you know you gave it to me. That's how much I like Primer. Right. Well, I'm gonna be uh, giving you um the Sasquatch Gang. I want to borrow that again. Like that was funny as shit. I don't know why, but Justin Long cracked me the fuck. Up I told you that movie's movie. so great. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's like an innocent, like stupid fun, man. It's like a Napoleon Dynamite. I think I said that when we did that. Movie. Yeah, definitely. I did enjoy that one. Mm-hmm. That's one I wish I could find while I'm hunting. Dude. Never gonna find it. Probably not. Dude. Never gonna find that one. But. The you fact that know. I have it on Blu-ray is amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy that you have it on Blu-ray. I know. So uh, what do you give this one? Um, I'm going to give it a 7.3 out of 10. So I think it's a good movie, but like I said, I think it's a hidden McConaughey gem. If I give, if we start doing t-shirts eventually, I'm going to put like, 7. I give 3. it about a 7. <laughs> Because I feel Part like the collector. Because I feel like if it's an eight or better, it's got to be great. It's one of your like favorites. Yeah, yeah, it's great. But then it's like six or lower. It's like, eh. I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't enjoy it either. And then like, I love that seven is your like middle ground. Yeah, because a five doesn't do it for me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a five, I feel is like you're borderline didn't like the movie. Right. Yeah. There's you didn't like half of it and you liked half of it right usually when i give like i've given i've I, for a while i gave some sixes mm-hmm. for a while and uh but i think the last shitty one i gave was fucking stalker i think i get that about a two. Oh, shit. if that or yeah maybe a negative i don't even remember I, I think you gave it a two because you're like at least it looked pretty yeah <laughs> for the four hours of fucking you know same Nothing shit i watched it. yeah um, Dude, that I, fucking meme I made, <laughs> well, my face watching Stalker. And it's that like, was pretty great. That was probably one of my favorites that you've that done. Kid's fucking face You're just like, laying on the table because I was watching like, Stalker. <laughs> I said, I fucking feel your pain, little fella. <laughs> feel your pain. I want to go back and re- um, buy that director's more movies. I want to see more of his work. Yeah, I'm, I'm very ignorant to his work. Um, there's I get probably this. a reason for that, right? Um. I I'm probably gonna change my rating. I don't think I gave this a recommended. What this? Yes. Um, I thought you said it was two like for the a, money. I don't know if I think you said you were recommended. It's a 
Maybe not. For Matthew McConaughey and Al Pacino recommended just for their careers, because like you said, um, I don't think we mentioned it this time around, but this is right after Matthew McConaughey does his like rom-coms and stuff like that. He's like slowly stepping out of his comfort zone of those. This, like I said, this was like the first movie that I was like, oh, this guy's not just like a fun, uh, like a pretty face this dude could actually act right and i enjoyed al pacino in this one i think this is one of his better acted roles that aren't aren't really talked about so i give it a recommended definitely check this one out do you have a top five mcconaughey list no i do <coughs> yeah yeah i do do you no particular order um i think some of them are together are the same because oh yeah for sure there's how to lose a guy in 10 days i love that one though yeah so. that's like probably my number one <laughs> Maybe two. Me too. Uh, guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasure. Um. Oh, fucking Sahara. Love Sahara, man. That's never just seen- a fun adventure movie, bro. Steve Zahn is gold in that movie. Never seen Sahara, but you've never seen Mud, and that's one of my top ten. I, I top do want to see. Muds. I do want to see Mud. Um, Lincoln Lawyer. I loved Lincoln Lawyer. I haven't seen a lot. Of, I haven't seen that one. I don't think I've seen a lot of. Yeah, like, his movies. I loved Lincoln Lawyer. Uh, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Nope. Kind of funny. I yeah. liked it. Michael Douglas, great, great, great cameos in it. Does uh, Wolf of Wall Street count? <laughs> I mean, nah, not really. He's just a cameo. For two minutes. Yeah, like... It's such a good scene, though. Oh, I yeah, love it's a that great scene. Fucking, it's a great fucking scene. Those are rookie numbers. You got to get those up. Numbers. <laughs> fucking digits. I just love that that whole thing was like improv. The chess beating thing. That was just improv. And, um... Oh, what was his name? Leonardo DiCaprio was like, I like that. We should put that in the movie. And then they fucking did. Yeah. It's so crazy to me. Uh, yeah. Matthew McConaughey is like, that's just something I do before I do like start. You know what's even crazier fucking fact mm. is the fact that fucking Matthew McConaughey got an Oscar before Leonardo DiCaprio, bro. Mm, that's very true. Yeah. And then, then the movie that they got, like, I don't like Dallas Buyers Club, not because it's not a great movie. It's just super fucking sad, and I'm not into that shit. Like, yeah, I can appreciate a movie being good, and I can appreciate how it's made and everything, but I can't watch that shit over and over. Right, and, like and the, it's just a serious subject matter movie. Yeah, know? the Boy in Striped Pajamas. Yeah, that's a great I movie. I can't rewatch Schindler's that. List. Phenomenal movie, mm-hmm. but I won't watch that bitch again. Like it's yeah. just too fucking sad. I don't want to watch that again. Right. My favorite. It's not a movie. My favorite Matthew McConaughey performance is True Detective. Oh fuck! I forgot about that. You're right. It's not a movie, but that is definitely a top five fucking performance. Yeah, that was fantastic. I'm glad you brought that up. Right, Woody Harrelson. I like Woody Harrelson. You know I do. Yeah, he fucking kills it in that. But McConaughey, he should have got an Emmy. I, I think he did win an Emmy for that. Actually, he should have. Yeah, that was like after that. Like I watched the second season of True Detective, and it was fucking dog shit because he set the bar so fucking high. That. Exactly. Like um, Mick was telling me, though, like you have to go into True Detective season two without expectations. Don't think about the first one. Kind of think of it as like its own show. No, I, I get it. But that's what I'm saying. But like the not just the storyline, but like because the storyline wasn't bad, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think Vince Vaughn did a bad job. I don't think Colin Farrell did a bad job, but it just wasn't as interesting because Matthew McConaughey looked like a real deal fucking like strung out at the end of his rope cop like he sold that shit perfectly my favorite scene of that whole fucking show is when um woody harrelson comes out and just shoots the guy and 
Matthew McConaughey's like, what was that for? And he tells him, oh, no, no, no. He's like, nice to see you commit to something. Like, as soon as you suits him, like, nice to see you commit to something. By far my favorite scene of that whole fucking movie. I Show, like it when, uh, when he goes with the fucking skinheads to rob the, the trap house. Mm-hmm. And they fucking end up shooting the dudes. And then as he's getting away, they see these dudes coming out in the woodworks with fucking AKs. And I love it because, like, it's just crazy. And then you see the fucking choppers and, mm-hmm. like, it's a... That, that shit can happen. Right, exactly. I want to rewatch that. It's such a Dude, good show. Dude, that's it. You, you're making me want to. Like, I'm going to have to go get HBO fucking Max now. <laughs> so I watch True Detective. You season. had it for Justice League. And then I did, you canceled I, it. I went to my mom's uh, to watch that shit, man. I didn't have 30 bucks, bro. Um, It was a good talk with you and Mick, by the way. I, I'm surprised he doesn't have HBO Max to watch Snyder Cut. I was really uh, let down by Instagram, man. I couldn't believe that they fucking kicked us off the live for being I on know. there too long. I didn't know that was a thing. I know. I feel like I've seen people do lives for like an hour and a half. As Mick was messaging me. He's like, we were too edgy because we brought up cancel culture, I think. Oh, yeah. And then like soon after we got like taken off. Yeah. Yeah. Mick's good shit, man. That was a good conversation. Maybe I think n- uh, we should definitely do something with him. Yeah, definitely. Hey, I, I don't mind doing the lives. I'll get on the War with Cinema channel and we'll do a, a Dude, live I, that's with what all I, three that, of us. That's what I was thinking of when I was doing it. Like I didn't get on there to just... I didn't even know Mick was on. I just got on to talk about how much I like the Snyder Cut mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, just shit like that. Like, which, by the way, I got another chapter to my TikTok eight. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Did we talk about it in the last episode? Yeah, we did. We okay. Did, yeah. We we saved yeah, the Mick fucking TikTok because that is by far the funniest shit Looks I've like ever heard. It's like I almost heard. got a TikTok with <laughs> Please add to the TikTok saga because I want to keep this going. So I get home today, right? Right. So it took me so long to get over here. Uh, I was really upset. (laughs) More fake Pokemon cards? No, dude. It's the same fucking videos, bro. Like, I have 20 videos on that fucking channel, bro. And those are the only two people fucking watch, bro. (laughs) It's not true. I have other videos that got way, way more. But still, like, they're they're, they're up there. They're in the top five. I love that you're making, like, an influence on TikTok, though. Like you're making a presence. Not really, dude. Well, I mean, I don't it's know, a man. negative presence, Probably but a it's a presence. presence but yeah. So I get there and I seen a comment from a kid. Okay. And he said, "These are fake." And I said, "I know, man. Honest mistake." I said, "Everybody is letting me know that they're fake." Um, you know, and I gave him like the thumbs up. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, you're trying to be like nice about the whole thing. Well, because I know there's a lot of kids. You know, at the end of the day, I get that this app was originally meant for children. And the fact that I'm a 30 something year old man, I mean, now I do do this with my son. That's my whole thing. Like, right. I, 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 my son loves Pokemon cards. And when I was a kid, I loved Pokemon cards. So, like, it's just a way for us to bond. Right. And I think it's a fun little hobby, you know? It's not a shit ton of money. I'm just, you know, I'm having fun with my kid. Mm-hmm. And he's like, um, he's like, you're a fake collector. You should stop collecting. And I'm like, first of all, calm down, little man. Like, I just do this to have fun. I say, calm down, little man. It's all in good fun. Um, I said, I said, I put eight pack openings since all real, and I put a smiley face. Little man, I've been collecting Pokemon cards since before you were born, and I'm like, how? And then I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, because you don't see me in any of these videos. You right. see my son. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, first of all, me and my son do this as a hobby. 
I was like, I'm sorry that I'm not a real collector. I said, I'm just having fun with my son. Yeah. And then this is where I got heated because he said, your kid is an idiot because he didn't realize the cards were fake. Wow. I wanted to be like, yo, where did you live? <laughs> Who's your father? You're going to be like Jay and Silent Bob. Like I said, look, little man, I said, please don't talk about my son. Your parents wouldn't like it if I said something like that to you. Mm -hmm. I was like, if you don't calm down, I'm going to have to block you, bro. And I don't want to do that. I've only had to block like two people because they were just being mean. Yeah. And they were both kids. Right. And I get it. Kids are little bastards sometimes. Right. Internet's making it so much worse. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Because they can't get this. At, they can't get these hands in real life. You think I will fucking punch a 12 year old in the throat, Greg? I'm about that life, bro. <laughs> Fuck it. It's assault charge. Either way you look at it, bro. He's not my fucking kid. Right. Like, anyways. But I'm trying to stay positive. Right. He puts again, uh, what does he put? Uh, I'm not going to, uh, or he said, you're a fake collector. You can't afford, he's like, you're so poor, you can't even afford real cards. I feel bad for your kid. Oh, my God. Da, da, da. And I'm like, apologize for what you said about my son. <laughs> and he said, I will not apologize. You're probably fending for himself. You're on welfare and food stamps, can't afford real Pokemon cards. I fucking blocked him immediately. <laughs> You little fuck. If I ever see you, it's on sight, little motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but then he won. You let him win. Don't, don't. <laughs> I blocked him, bro. Like, because you can say what you want about me all yeah. fucking day, bro. Don't talk about my kid, man. Right. Cause no, it is, I get it. Because it's just for, for shits and giggles, bro. Yeah, it's all for fun. They that to... little motherfucker couldn't calm down enough to just be like, yo, I said it was my bad. Yeah. And that's where I drew the line because I was like, you know what? I'm fucking tired of hearing comments about it. I'm just going to take these fucking videos off. I was wondering, like, why haven't you deleted them yet? Because of all the negative comments. Because like you just said, then they win. Yeah. Fuck them, bro. Right. I hope y'all keep racking that bitch up. Get me certified on fucking TikTok. Yeah, give me a little blue check mark. <laughs> exactly, man. Get me verified, bro. Get, get, make TikTok have to send me a fucking check, dude. Yeah. That would be my way. That's my success. Fucking haters, dude. <laughs> Oh, that's what I said to him. I think that was right, what I said right before he told me that uh, my kid was on welfare and shit. It was, oh, fucker, dude. Is he said, uh, I said, I said, little man, hate is bad for your soul, bro. Yeah. I said, even though you're being a jerk, I still love you. And I gave him like the peace, like I'm done with this, you know. And then that's when he said my kid was on welfare and right. for himself. And I blocked the little motherfucker, like. He had two fucking posts. He had like 20 followers and he followed like 16 people. I was mm -hmm. like, man, fuck you. You suck too. You just mad because I'm shining on your little ass. Right. Anyways. That would be funny if it was like a continuous thing of you buying fake Pokemon cards and putting them up. That's just like your thing. Dude, I think next week I might go buy the whole fucking box, bro. You should. Oh, my God. It Mega be opening. Mega <laughs> opening. And they're These all These are fake. all authenticated. <laughs> Like, I would fuck people up, bro. Because, like, I, I ain't gonna lie. There are people on there that are very sweet. Yeah. And they are on there for the right reasons. And, like, it's because of those people that I wouldn't want to do it. Right. And even those people were like, oh, these are fake. But, you know, it's fine that you do this with your kid. You didn't know any better. Right. They're educating you in right. a respectable manner. Not calling you a fucking idiot right. on and welfare. And some of them are giving me tips like, hey, if you see this, this is an indication. Or if it doesn't feel like this or whatever. Right. And I always like those comments. Because, like. At the end of the day, that is supposed to be a community and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, all right. But man, that little fucker had me worked up today, dude. <laughs> I have it. And I'm trying to take the high road. I'm trying to be a responsible adult. Right. Because, you know, this little fucker probably don't have a dad. 
He's probably mad already because I'm spending time with my my kid. Yeah, he's just he's just projecting. But that shit was funny. I, I wish was, my dad would open Pokemon cards with me. But I thought that shit was funny. He's like, I've been collecting Pokemon cards since before you was born. I was like, first of all, motherfucker, I was born before Pokemon existed, bitch. Second of all, and I called them pocket monsters. That had to piss him off. I was like, I've been collecting pocket monsters since they came out. So, and that was 20 years ago, bro. <laughs> I don't know. We start to show our age. I don't know if I won that or if he would or not, but like, fuck that little jit, dude. Don't engage. I'm just trying to have fun with my children, bro. Like, right. stop ruining this shit for me. Are you still doing the TikTok thing? Like, fuck yeah, bro. I'm not stopping. That's cool. I need to download TikTok just to follow you on there now. Like, Can't the YouTube's stop. not enough. Won't stop. I'm like, Diddy, baby. <laughs> you should end each TikTok. I don't know. I don't know how TikTok works. I know it's only like 15 minute videos or, or 15 do, second you videos. You can go from 15 seconds to 60. You can't do it longer than a minute. Really? Yeah. Oh. But it's kind of cool because you can like stop and edit and shit like that. So you can get a lot of content that minute. That's if cool. you know how to do it, I don't know. I was going to say, shit. if you want to see more, go check me out on YouTube. Yeah, I've got Snapchat fingers now because I think I just have to hold it for as long as I want to record. And Snapchat will give you about two minutes, three minutes before mm-hmm. it'll cut you off. But yeah. <laughs> so I am having fun with it, but like. It's What's it. your uh, handle on TikTok so people can find you and look at these like shitty comments? Because I'm interested. Par the collector. It's par underscore T H A underscore collector. Just like the you, just like my YouTube channel, but they don't let you use spaces on TikTok. You have to use dashes or hyphens or whatever the fuck. Yeah, underscores. So I got underscores. Okay, cool. Kind of like Instagram, I guess. Right. Never thought about it like that. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Um. The pin that I was talking about is the Suicide Squad. I can't wait. Dude, did you watch the trailer? I watched. I saw a teaser. Do they have like an official trailer? Yeah, we got to watch the Red Bad one. The Red oh, Band. Oh, okay. Get to see King Shark eat a motherfucker. Really? It looks awesome. So, are you excited for this? Because I'm not sure if I am. I am. <laughs> you know I am. I know. First of all, I love movies where the bad guys are the good guys. Mm-hmm. Or they want you to root for the bad guys. Because that's how I am. I I am the Jimmy Conway fucking movie watching. I root for the bad guy nine times out of ten. That's fair. I think most of us do. We enjoy a villain. Well, I mean, if it's a good villain. Yeah. I don't root for the shitty villain, you know. True. But a good, well-calculated motherfucker. Honestly, I just want to see Margot Robbie more as Harley Harley Quinn. Quinn. Like, Like, honestly, if that's all she played for the rest of her life, I'd be completely fine with that. Me too. She does such a good job. She does such a great job of that. And, like, she's a good actress. Like, she can do other stuff, but Mm -hmm. it's not as good as this. Right. Not I think she's game. really stepping out of her element with it. Yeah, I don't think so either. She's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I thought something was wrong with her. Yeah, you were concerned about the record. Trust me, I'm, I'm my butthole's tight the whole time when we're recording this. Am I red or orange? Um, Red. You're the red one. I'm red. You've clipped a couple times, but it's okay. I'm sorry, dude. No, you're good. I get excited. Yeah. Especially when I have to go to war at TikTok with kids. Right. Uh, it yeah. takes a lot out of me. But. I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else you wanted to report on? I don't have a whole lot going on because of COVID still. Uh, just fucking work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I had a new haul video last week, guys. I don't know if anybody saw Action Figure Treasure Trove 4. Yeah. It's a mouthful. That's why I abbreviated it. But anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, check it out on YouTube if you haven't seen it. I got uh, I got enough stuff to do three more hauls, so I got to get on. I got to get on that. Yeah. You- you need to be more consistent, but you have your TikTok now, so yeah, that's taking up a lot of time. Check out his TikTok, check out his YouTube. 
You know what's crazy is like I have my YouTube attached to it. And I was thinking like once people start watching my videos and they like that shit, like they'll be clicking on my YouTube left to right. I got one subscriber <laughs> more since I've started doing this shit. I'm sure. Oh, speaking of, so you know how we kind of like we're a little bit of a low end on the YouTube when it comes to our like reviews or whatever. So we like see some of our movies that kind of like get better review. Guess what movie is just fucking taking off for no reason? Snyder Cut. No. No. Guyver. Really? Guyver is just. Cold the views following. on that is just taking off and i think it's fucking hilarious really because it was the whole and um what's the christian bale one? Oh yeah um <laughs> harsh times harsh times yeah yeah harsh times was our most viewed but now for some reason like <laughs> the guyver is taking off and uh wheezy's episode too that that was a big one for us it was big but it's it doesn't have the staying power like the other ones for some reason is a uh, harsh time still going up? Like, no, I think it kind of like teetered off, but it's just weird. Like, I was looking at it the other day, and I'm just like, why is Guyver getting so much attention? Fucking hilarious! Because that movie's amazing. I the only thing that sucks, is, like, I thought we had a really good talk about the Snyder Cut, but the only thing that sucks is, is like, I get on YouTube every day, mm-hmm. and from where I have typed in Snyder Cut trailer, Snyder Cut this so much that like three thousand Snyder Cut reviews have come up on my fucking phone. Oh yeah, we're getting buried not only that but like people were doing it but like when they fucked up and released it two days early yeah people were putting up reviews that day no spoilers promise fuck you bro yeah let everybody enjoy that bitch at least give it 24 hours dude right let it come out first before you talk about it but everyone's ready to and i get it and i get people are excited but i mean like if Zack snyder could wait that fucking long to put it out you could wait another fucking day to do your little stupid review yeah exactly i agree but it's whatever we have our small little fan base. We gave ours what, like, like I don't know, probably three or four days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we did ours what Saturday. Yeah, yeah. give everyone a chance to kind of like watch the whole thing because it is four hours. Right, and you know we always, you know, we don't put always spoilers, but like people know that we use spoilers a lot. Yeah, we're kind of a spoiler heavy podcast. I mean, fuck it, bro. I'm not gonna not talk about my favorite part of a movie. Well, we've said it before. It like we you. assume that you've seen the movie that we're talking about. Like yeah. you're not gonna go watch a review of a movie that you haven't seen. That's true. I would say that uh, Snyder Cut's probably like one of like what four fucking reviews we've done on newer movies. Yeah, it's we Snyder did, Cut, uh, Joker, Star uh, Wars, and then we did a. Uh, Tarantino. Oh, right, right, right. Once Upon a Time Hollywood, we did that one. Yep. But yeah, other than that, I don't I don't think we did any other ones. No, we don't do a whole... Like I said, when it comes to the newer stuff, we just do the ones we want to. We don't do everything because we just don't care about every movie that comes out. Ooh, question. Are we going to do one for Godzilla vs. King Kong? Oh, we should. Because we really, it's coming out. We really fucking should. Dude. Oh, so that means I got to push back my review because it's coming out tomorrow? Today? I think it did come out today. Oh, it came out today. I think it did. Fuck, I know what I'm doing today. It was either that or the 31st. I mean, no, it definitely came out today. Was it today? Yeah. Fuck. I don't have time to watch that bitch tonight either. <laughs> I'm sure it's fucking two hours. Two yeah, I'm sure. Hours. I'm not getting, you're not getting away from Psycho Gore, man. No, I mean, I'll watch it and shit. I'm just saying, like, we can we can, we can push that net back a week. Yeah, we'll do it the week after. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what we're doing next week is Psycho Gore, man. Well, it's a, it's Snyder, a newer movie. It's yeah, a newer movie. right. Well, Snyder Cut, man, I got I, we waited four years on that bitch. We yeah, had to talk we about had that. We had to. But Count Kong versus uh, like it is, I do think it's gonna be good and I am excited to see it. Like it's I'm not dying to talk about it like I you know That's true. Like I was the Snyder Cut. We can wait a little bit. Right. It's only fair. We had to wait two weeks to do my movie, so <laughs> we'll do yours next. 
Psycho Gore Man, huh? Yeah. The cover uh, makes me feel like you gave me the sequel to the fucking Giver. So uh, I don't know, man. I'm not impressed so far. We'll we'll see where it goes. I'm excited to talk about it. Have you seen this fucking movie? Yeah, I've seen it, and it's fucking hilarious, and I love it. Well, you know, I like a good comedy. So. Yeah, it is. It's a good comedy. All right, well, we'll see. Well, next time. Later, y'all. Later.